Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment, podcast number 161, 161, with our friend and uh, advisor, mentor, and just brother in the Lord, father in the Lord, John Obaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim. Uh, Good morning. I'm doing well. Good to visit with you beforehand. I'm real excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, me too. I I don't, you know, after 161 podcasts, you would think there'd be kind of a, we're redoing some themes. We're going over, and we have some of the things that that Converge is really strong on. We don't mind repeating every 30 or 40 podcasts, but, but the fact that you keep coming up with interesting, relevant, important topics uh, is is awesome. So thank you for taking the time that it takes to be fresh, to be inspired. Why don't you tell us about episode 161? What are we talking about today? Sure. Well, this this uh, podcast uh, really is an idea that was given to us by one of our listeners. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was a, a week or two, maybe three weeks ago, I posted the following quote. And I'll read it to you. Here it is. Yeah. It's not good for people we lead to believe we exist to respond to their every whim. <laughs> and that got a lot yeah. of traction. And one of our friends read that post and commented, said, if there's going to be a podcast on this, I'll be eager to listen to it. And so I can't take credit for this one, Jim. It's actually one yeah. of our listeners who said, hey, would you guys would you guys talk about this on the podcast? And, and so here we are. Yeah. Talking about that. Um, and so the title of this uh, pod is called When Jesus Said No. Right. <laughs> when Jesus Said No. And I think if you even read the Gospels in a cursory manner, um, we see Jesus, though winsome and amazing and, and perfect, sometimes said no. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm thinking specifically this morning about the incident in, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. Uh, this is one of my favorite times when Jesus said no. Uh, he was uh, teaching a crowd of people when some random guy interrupts him with this. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. <laughs> and, and Jesus' response is just classic. He says, Man who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you. Yeah. And and I think the you there in yeah. Greek is plural. So between you two. Yeah. And then Jesus uses that interruption to teach the crowd about greed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's just perfect. You know, so yeah. Jesus said no. And 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 I think about it, Jim, and I I think for leaders, let's not attend every argument we're inviting to. Yeah. I mean, I think I've had uh, leaders tell me, John, people want me to have an opinion on everything. You know, they want me to insert myself into the middle of a lot of things that I'm not trained on, I'm not informed on. Yeah. I don't feel are calling centric. Um, And, uh, and we're always advising pastors, then don't, don't, don't. step into that. Um, yeah. What do you think about this topic today, Jim? What, yeah, what, what you know, I, I, on? I taught yesterday on, on God's relationship with, the, with those who are not yet born. We talked about mm-hmm. abortion with the upcoming Prop 3 on the Michigan ballot and so forth. And so 
I, I introduce that by saying this. I am not a doctor. I'm not a politician. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a sociologist. I, my role in this community is to faithfully teach the counsel of God so that you know his will. So you can say, let your will that I know come to earth, the culture of heaven on earth. And, and when I've done my job, then you have a job to do. But my job is not to weigh in with, with viability arguments and legal precedents. And, and I, I, I've listened to the, uh, the Casey case um, uh, and the Dobbs case, both all, all the oral arguments twice. So I'm well aware of the Supreme Court arguments that they listen to and so forth. But I, that doesn't make me a legal expert. I'm not a constitutional lawyer. And let's be honest, when you find two constitutional lawyers, depending on their perspective, people who are highly trained in these things that have their doctorates in that can completely disagree with each other. So my job is to, is to discern the counsel of God and then to give away the counsel of God. And then it's your job to hear the counsel and make a decision with your will that, that mirrors his. And I, I, I am with you, you know, mass or no mass. I, it's not in the Bible, man, but loving your neighbor is. Yeah. And, you know, topics that cause division are and gossips and slander. And those things are sandwiched right between witchcraft and orgies so for, for a good reason and the deeds of the flesh. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, what life matters more than what life. And I mean, we've been we've been drugged through every social issue, cause political. And I, I'm with you. I, I have made it known in my congregation. I am not here to be the deciding vote that makes you love me or hate me. I am not here to be a, uh, a, a one-liner on your social media that gives you that one thing you can like and repost. It's my job is to teach the full counsel of Jesus Christ to this, to this congregation, and I'll do so faithfully. So I, am, I agree 100%. Let's get out of the things we're out in, but let's major on the things that we are and make sure people understand this right. is the will of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think a lot of times this idea of when do I say yes, when do I say no, the struggle, actually, the tension yeah. between yeah. those two. Um, you know, Jesus said yes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but there were moments when he wouldn't be diverted by the loudest voice in the room. And, okay. and, and so the question, I think, is where do we find the middle between the extremes of people pleasing where I, I can I say yes to everything? Yeah. Uh, or yeah. people dodging. You know, so a people yeah. pleasing, yes, or a people dodging, no. Yeah. Uh, where's the middle? So I, I'd like to share together, talk together about, let's see, maybe three things that yeah. um, I think will help us, I hope will help us find the middle ground somewhere here. Uh, here's the first one. No is not always the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, lazy people say no all the time, Jim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember I remember when my boys were little and uh sometimes their rooms were less than tidy. And uh you know, it was yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. In other words, they were saying, No, I'm not really gonna do that. Um so saying the freedom to say no is not a license for being a boat anchor. It's not permission to bury your God-given gifts. It's it's not permission to always not do something you don't want to do. Yeah. Because here's the here's the truth. Sometimes Jesus asked me to do things I don't want to do. Sure. He asked me to forgive. And sometimes I don't want to do that. Yeah. He asks me to um sometimes God calls us to do something. And in the moment, Jim, we we feel like, man, I don't want to do that, or I don't I don't feel comfortable doing that. And yet, 
we say yes, we do what he tells us to do. And sometimes we get a good result, a good end result of that. And we understand it all. And sometimes we don't, and we just do what he's leading us to do or what his word is telling us to do. Um, So learning when and what to say no to Mm guilt-free, I think is absolutely critical to longevity in ministry, not to mention your joy level and peace level in your life. What do you think about that first one, Jim? Yeah, I like the distinction of lazy. I say, well, I'm a pastor. I want to get involved in those things. But people are coming to their pastor for one of two reasons. One is they want his vote in their cause. We've dealt with that one. The other one is they really don't know. And they're looking for spiritual guidance. They're looking for participation. They're looking for help. So to say, I don't know, I'm just a pastor. That's above my pay grade. I, I mean, if that's like you're saying, that, then study. Make it part of your pay grade. Get answers if, you, if they are answerable. But again, I think the discernment to know whether or not they just want your endorsement on their cause versus are they really seeking help, knowledge, truth, yeah. partnership. Those are those are different things altogether. So I would That's I would cool. weigh those two. Is this somebody that just wants me on their side so they can say, even even pastor agrees with me? If yeah. that's the case, I that's a good conversation to probably stay out of because you're just a trump card and, and you'll be you'll be discarded if you disagree with the next argument. So you, you don't want a room full of people that just want your yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really a good thought. I, I really appreciate that, Jim. Um, yeah, somebody who's earnestly seeking, as opposed yeah. to somebody who just wants your, like you said, your vote. You know, your yeah, your your stamp of approval on what they're already intending to do. Um, mm-hmm. That's really good. So, no is not always the right answer. Sometimes yes is right, yeah. and and a lot of times yes is the right answer, but. That leads us to the second one is that yes is not always the right answer. Yeah. So it's not always yeah. the right answer, but neither is yes. And you might be wondering as a leader, how do I, how do I figure that out? I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying I understand it totally, Jim, but here's what I do understand. Yeah. That if I say yes to an invitation or to an open door and it causes my primary assignment fail yeah no can be appropriate yeah and 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 so i use converge coaching's mission and vision as a filter to help me decide what i'll say yes to and what i won't and um it's interesting as you grow and, and your organization flourishes that there are way more opportunities to say yes to yeah, and, and it's all. I, I don't know if you've experienced that, but we're experiencing that. Yeah. Um, we've had an incredible year by the grace of God, and yeah. it's interesting how many people want our time. Yeah, and I don't know that all of them have our best interests in mind. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it, it's interesting that most of them do, but I, I, there are some that come my way, and so, you know, when. Uh, when somebody asks you to do something that's not mission focused, now we don't. Not everything I do is mission focused, but but if it's going to get, if it's going to divert me for a long period of time, Jesus did took diversions, you know, every once in a while. But yeah. if it's gonna, but he never diverted from his mission. Right. He never allowed a person or a group of people to move him off 
where he was ultimately heading. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the point, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Jim, about this second Yeah, we, we teach our staff that every, every yes begins what we call the war of a thousand no's. So be careful what you say yes to, because once, once you've given your word as a leader to participate, to contribute, to be involved, to show up on a regular basis, you, you have to. I mean, it, it's important. I say you have to. It's important that you do or have a great reason not to any longer. You can't say, yeah, I just, I just misjudged my timing. I just, I've had too many things going on and you let people down. So I think weighing carefully the no's, weighing carefully the yes is, is important. But I, I, I like what you said about the, the primary mission. My primary mission is not, I've got this great idea to become a millionaire by raising mink in my bathtub part-time, you know, in my free time. So I, I got to go off and join this multi-level marketing mink bathtub company. I think pastors had to be very careful to, to remember that every moment of our life belongs to our master who has sent us, who's called us, gifted us, invested in us, and expects a return on that investment. And keeping that, you know, starting with our relationship with him, with our families, you know, our, our marriages, our children, our grandchildren, and then the world beyond that, I think will keep us in balance. And I, I say this too, that when I've said yes to the wrong thing or no to the wrong thing, you know, how would I know if I've said yes or no? My, my answer is pain. I, I feel the pain. I, I learned to walk by losing my balance, falling down, and it hurt. So I, I learned not to lean quite so far that way. When I, when I take my left foot forward, you know, you got the right foot has to follow and you just have to continue to move forward or you fall, you stop, you fall. I learned, I learned how to walk by painful experience after painful experience. Same way I learned how to ride a bike. Same way I learned how to preach. Same way I learned how to be a husband. So I would say, listen to the pain of your own life. And if what you said yes to or what you said no to causes an emptiness, an overwhelmedness, um, an ongoing frustration, it's okay to stop and examine what you said yes to, what you said no to, and make adjustments. That's so good. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking we may have some associate pastors uh, <laughs> listening today. And, yeah. and, and, you know, will your leader um, ask you to do something that you feel is not mission critical? Yeah. Time. yeah. Well, of course. And, 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 and when your leader asks you to do something like that, yes, is usually a good answer, right? Yeah. Um, it's important to understand that your personal mission, if, if you belong to an organization, your personal mission is subservient to that of the larger organization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we work with uh, pastors that are in all roles. And I've had more than one associate pastor tell me, you know, John, um, uh, every other day my pastor comes in and drops something else on my desk. And um, and he says, I, I have a pile of work on my desk. And, um, and he said, so I just forget everything that I've been working on up to that point. And I just start working on what he just drops on my desk. And I said, well, how's that working for you? He says, it's horrible. It's not working out yeah. at all. And so what yeah. we what we talked about there with this particular individual, and we've had this conversation dozens of times with other associate <laughs> pastors, um, is is asking your leader to to help you prioritize. Yeah. And say, okay, you want me to work on this. Um, here's what I have on my plate right now. Can you help me prioritize? You, yeah. If you want me to take what I'm I'm currently working on and move it off to the side so that I can work on this. Happy to do it. Yeah. Can you can you help me? And you know what? You know what, Jim? Almost every one of them 
told me, the pastor said, well, finish what you're working on and, yeah. and then get to my stuff. Yeah. Almost every time. And so there's almost like this self-imposed pressure, you know, in a way that yeah. this, these uh, young, most of these are young leaders, uh, put on themselves. So look, if your leader asks you to yeah. do something, I, you know, your default shouldn't be no, unless he's totally toxic, right? And he's asking you to do something <laughs> that yeah. is, that is uh, wrong, sinful, yeah. against the scriptures. Okay. If he's asking you to do something and you just don't feel like doing it, um, you know, yes is usually the right answer unless unless it puts other things you're working on yeah. at jeopardy. In, in that moment, having a conversation with your lead pastor about priorities, I think is a good way to work through this second way of yeah. Learning how to say no. What do you What do you think about that last piece, real quick? Yeah, I, I learned this from uh, I had a, an administrator for twenty three years, and I did that. I did exactly what you said. I walk in and say, "Hey, they want to put a cell tower on our property. It'd be five hundred bucks a month towards missions. Why don't you want to look into this and fill out the paperwork?" And I and he and he came back a day or two later. I said, "How would that go?" He said, "Well, I'm working on other things, but I, if that's where you want me to spend my time, I will. But that means I won't be doing payroll. I won't be doing the budget for the next year." Until that's all over with. And that's about two days with the paperwork. It's filing for like a license with the city and the permits and FCC. And but that's what you, if that's your priority, I'm in. I said, oh, I, didn't, I had no idea. I just got a little postcard in the mail saying, your property may qualify for $500 a month. I said, look into it. And he, he said, okay, I'll, I'll, once I'm done with all this other stuff, about a month from now, I'll get back to that. And so I, by, by telling me what was on his plate that I didn't, I don't appreciate other people do the same way. I appreciate what I do because I don't know what other people do the way that I know what I do. And so if I walk into your office and you're sitting there on your phone, I don't know if you're texting somebody who wants to commit suicide or you're playing video games. I wouldn't know the difference. So I think by just not assuming, but but clearly communicating, what would you like me to do first? And I will yeah. do it. I'm on your team. I, I plea for you would be a great thing for every pastor to hear. And then it puts him back in the driver's seat instead of saying, where's that work I gave you two days ago? I haven't gotten to it. You know, after about three or four times, you're wondering if the guy's even listening to you. Yes. And so you can't just choose it autonomously and expect your, your leader to understand that. But a leader has to understand, a follower, a staff member has to understand. And as, if we just keep talking, we're going to be okay. Yep. Yep. So no is not always the right answer. Yes yeah. is not always the right answer. True. And here's the third way I think we get to that middle ground, Jim, and that is to work on our confidence. <clears throat> to work on our confidence. Confidence. If if you yeah. struggle telling people no, you might be insecure. Yeah. It's possible. And and until we deal with the root of insecurity, the words yes and no will continue to be problematic for us. Yeah. Um I think I think insecure leaders tend to overcommit. I believe yeah. that. Uh they allow other people's wants and expectations to set their calendar and priorities. Uh, they can yeah. find themselves working on tasks that others could and should do and get yeah. distracted from the things that really only they can do. Um, I I don't know what you think about this, but I, I'll say it. I'd, I'd love your feedback on it, Jim. Is say I think saying no is part of being a good steward yes. of your calling, of your time, yeah. of your talent. And and you know, and and so I'm asked, Jim, I'm asking myself almost every week, you know, what what are the tasks that only I can do? Mm -hmm. 
And am I prioritizing them properly? And what are the tasks that the other members of the team can do? Yeah. And why are those still showing up on my to-do list? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the problem with time is if, if time were dollars, we would spend it differently. But dollars aren't refreshed every 24 dollars. Mm. And, and hours are refreshed every 24 hours. So it, you, you can take an hour for granted, but you get another one back. The next hour is the next hour, but the next dollar is not the next dollar. So there are, there are carefully structured budgets, entire ministries. Dave Ramsey, for example, don't get into debt, you know, work smarter, not harder, love your money. Robert Kiyosaki's books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, on and on it goes. And, and there's there's college degrees in money management and investments and real estate, and but not time, because time seems like there will always be a tomorrow. But I, I think if we appreciate the fact that dollars will come and go in our lifetime, but time is really the investment that God has put in us to put in others, we, yes. we would treat the minutes better than we treat the dollars, the hours better than we treat the, the 401ks. We, so I, I think a, um, a good hard look at how you are serving your master today. Um, understanding you have one master, you're everybody's servant, but you only have one master and working for him is different than, than working for Ford Motor Company. It isn't eight hours and eight sleep, eight hours of work and eight hours of free time. You, you, you have been bought at a great price. And the only way you can say thank you is by returning that, that with gratitude and service. And uh, but your, your master is not going to ask you to destroy your family to serve him, but your congregation will, your company will. Uh, 1% of the people that feel like they're 3% of the people, so they talk like they're 30% of the people to make you insecure because we're all leaving. If you don't do what I want you to do, they will. And, and a lot of times they have daddy issues. A lot of times they were hurt by a last pastor. A lot of times somebody who looked like you divorced them, whatever it is. Um, don't let their hurts become your hurts. Don't let their dysfunction become your dysfunction. Treat treat with great value the days that God gives you to invest and um, the minutes that God gives you to invest. And I'm with you. What is the best return on my money? Everybody wants to know that. You know, what's the best return on my time? Well, I'll get more time tomorrow. When things go back to normal, right? I think normal is the setting on your dryer. I mean, there's, there's no such thing as a normal life. If there ever has been, it's not today. So, you know, let's let's make every day the best day. Can I share one one last story, John? Sure. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. My 84-year-old father, before he passed away, told me that he knew the secret of life. And he's, he's quite a wise guy. So I have no idea what's about to come out of his mouth. Loves Jesus, but only most of him was saved, if you know what I mean. You know, he 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 loved the Lord, but... The Lord left a lot of Dave Olson in, in this man. And uh, so I said, what, what is the secret to life, Dad? And he said, today is the greatest day of your life. And I said, what does that mean? He said, I, I couldn't wait for my kids to grow up. When they grew up, I, I missed them, that they were no longer little. I couldn't wait to retire. But when I was retired, I missed work and the, and the function and the people. And I, he said, I, I, I missed this one fact that every day is the most important day. Every day is the best day. Every day is the most valuable day. And so that that began a new thought process for me. If today's the best day of my life, I'm not going to miss it because I got a bad attitude or a toothache or a, you know, I'm not going to cancel coffee with a friend because I'm tired. I, I'm going to make every investment I can because there will never be another day like today. Today is the best day of my life. Right. Then I wake up tomorrow and say, today's the best day of my life. I can hear my old man, you know, in my head telling telling me how to live. And I, I think he's, after doing it for a few years, he's absolutely right. Today's the best day. Let's let's make the most of exactly. every day. And the opportunities that are afforded during those days. Say yes, right. Say wrong. Say say no, right. 
and you'll live right. You know, that's right. Oh, good. And so, so if you're listening or watching today, you're a leader. You, you might be leading a church. You might be leading a ministry. You might be leading business. Um, remember, you don't exist to cater to every whim of those you lead. You don't. It's not good for them. No, no, yes, right. Yeah. Um, or for the organization you lead. But have a good game plan. Don't be random about it. Realize that sometimes no isn't the right answer. Sometimes yes is the right answer, and sometimes it's not. Yeah. But at the root of it, work on your confidence. Work on who you belong to. You belong to Jesus. Let that anchor your heart. Let that anchor your soul. Let that let that influence what you say yes and no to. And and Jim, you know, um, I'm going to have you wrap us up, but I just want to say one more thing. And uh, you know, earlier you were talking uh, a little bit about uh, what's uh, facing us in Michigan Prop Three. Yeah. Then we won't go into all the details of that. Um, We are uh, super non-political. But I'll just say this, and then I'm going to have you close us off. If you belong to Jesus, your faith should inform your politics. They're not separate. I've I've heard this line so much, it's almost nauseating to me, that, that, doesn't matter. Politics don't matter. All that matters is the gospel. Um, the gospel is way more important than politics. But who we put in charge makes a huge impact on the day-to-day life of people. Yes. So I want to encourage you. We have we have an election coming up here uh, in a bit. Please pray. Please. Uh, Seek the Lord. Please do your homework. Yes. Don't listen to what you hear on the media from either side, because it's always a a soundbite version. And I encourage you to do your homework and be prayerful. Um, And that's all I'm going to say. And I won't say it again. We won't say it again. But we want you to be thoughtful, prayerful, and informed. Uh, when you go to vote, right on. In a few weeks. Right on. I think that was that was done well. You said yes to the right things and no to the right to the right things in that in that sense, John. So thank you for that, and thanks for always being here. I, I know that people are like, how do I know what the right yes and the wrong yes is? And sometimes having a conversation is an important part of realizing the freedoms and, and the responsibilities that you have. Um, right. How would somebody have a conversation with with one of the converged staff to? to maybe run their yes past somebody that has some experience here. Yeah, it's real simple, Jim. If you if they go to convergecoach.com and mm-hmm. click on, on the contact us link, there's a little form that they fill out. And uh, that that uh, and then we'll get that and we'll get somebody on our team to spend 30 minutes with you. Uh, yeah. you know, no obligation. And actually, we have seen a real uptick in that. Uh, Neat people reaching out to us that way so don't so take advantage of that we're give, we're going to give yeah. you 30 minutes of our time because we love you and we want you to lead well and not just lead well we want you to live well and, right uh, yeah so yeah that's how that's how uh that's how somebody can get a hold of us jim 
Cool. Right on. Well, our, our dear watchers and listeners, God bless you. Uh, again, this podcast is launched every Tuesday, which means you survived Monday. Um, and we are proud of you. We're, we're, we're cheering you on from the stands and uh, we're praying for you. God bless you as you continue to lead from alignment. <laughs>